0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Lolo is because Lolo is part of Butch vs. Gore. They just ran their most recent show over the weekend, and it was quite a success. And the link to that show is in our podcast description. Why are we talking about wrestling? Because it's April, and April means it's WrestleMania season. Uh, the granddaddy of them all is in less than 10 days. But I would like you, dear listener, to know that not everything in wrestling is WWE-related. Uh... There are the indies. This show is essentially an indie, not necessarily a wrestling indie, but an indie, and that is why we have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody.com. It's in this podcast description. It's in it's on our about page. Here's Lolo. All right, we're recording this on Thursday, April 1st at 8.09 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.09 Central Time, because you are a Chicago resident and I am a D.C. resident, and that used to be the opposite.
1: Well, I still have a D.C. driver's license because I am lazy and avoid responsibilities. So I guess maybe on a technicality, I'm kind of I'm half and half.
0: And you also run more. Well, before the pandemic, you ran more shows out of D.C. than in Chicago.
1: It's um yeah, it's it's a lot harder to run in D.C. In, instead of Chicago. But I, I prefer D.C. to Chicago sometimes.
0: OK, so is there any plans to do Chicago Butch v. Gore?
1: We are. I have a very fun phone call planned for tomorrow night um, with what is ultimately kind of my dream venue, um, and so I I cannot say the venue obviously because I don't want to. Once get my- we're done
0: recording, you have to tell me the venue. You know that, right? Yes,
1: abs- absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um- <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything, so um, I'm I'm looking to do a taping or you know a a close set with a really small audience. um, Hopefully by the fall, but yeah, who knows? It you know it, it really just comes down to budget. Usually, that's it. Always comes down to budget.
0: Let's say that every single person that wants a vaccine in America can get a vaccine in America by the end of May, end of June. Yes. And that when you're running this show in the fall, will you work with any performer that refuses to be vaccinated?
1: Ooh, I would have to, I guess we just have to see what the data says. Big question mark at the end. Like, isn't that's our answer for everything COVID related. It's like, Oh, give it two weeks and maybe, maybe a study will come out. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that would be a thing. We have always, we've done two tapings so far. And the big requirement was to have a clear COVID test, which, you know, is not, um, airtight, obviously, but it is, a. we, we are concerned about COVID and a lot of the talent was too, who were, were ultimately getting a lot of these tests done voluntarily anyway, since they're getting ready to roll around and someone else's fluids potentially, mm-hmm sometimes so yeah no I think most of our our roster is pretty um, I I don't know I I don't know do we have any secret anti anti anti-vaxxers floating around on the BV Gore but Um. I'm (laughs) no I I,
0: I don't have I'm not going to name names because I don't know any names of yours that might not be willing to go along with science I'm just wondering from my own perspective because my wife and I will have been vaccinated by the time I do my live show but kids still can't get vaccinated, right? So what we don't know is how effective the vaccine will be against spreading the spreading it to people that aren't vaccinated. Does this make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So clearly, not clearly, I'm working from a herd immunity or nothing perspective and just watching baseball today, today's opening day, just watching the games today and seeing the crowds, it doesn't matter how many people there, the majority of people aren't wearing masks correctly. So at a certain point, it's not preventative, it's just theater. It's masked theater. And yeah. I refuse to participate in that until there's herd immunity because I have an infant. There you go. But but wrestling seems to be the one sport/art form that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not saying this to put you in the corner. You are in no, no way WWE. Not be in the
1: corner. I'm pr- I'm absolutely one of the more hesitant people out there. So um, but you yeah. do have
0: people participating in WrestleMania weekend coming up. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, I do.
0: How do you personally feel about
1: that? Um, I cannot. So if if there, I here. Let me let me pan the camera out. You know, every independent wrestling company. You know, we say that we have a roster, but it's it's not really our roster. You know. Um. So what? The, the promotions that people choose to work with and the decisions that they make are, are very much theirs alone. Um, and I feel very lucky that a lot of the folks that I work with take as many reasonable precautions as they possibly can, obviously, you know, short of, short of traveling and wrestling. Um, and does it make me, does Tampa make me nervous? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes me nervous, but um I I I have tightened the vice grip before and I, I don't know that 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 really works when it comes to communicating with with people that you're working with. And you know, we've got a we we're we're, we're picky with who we choose to work with in a lot of ways, but we can't close off too many people cuz we're we're a promotion that seeks to in as many cases as possible not cast yikes uh um book book our shows with entirely queer talent right and so that cancels out a lot of people in the wrestling world and so you know shrinking our shrinking our talent pool isn't isn't super helpful either but yeah everybody who is participating in our match in tampa is also on on other shows so it's um, it's it's a giant bubble down there and I hope it doesn't pop.
0: It's also a little different because like you don't have anything within two weeks after mania. So it's not like you'd have to pull the plug on something in c- no. if there is an outbreak.
1: No. The next thing that we plan on filming is not even until July. And yeah. I'm hoping that by July we have um a much more clear picture about, you know, what the rest of the year is going to look like. But I um. I, I try to I try to take my time with these things because I've seen too many people get burned before with trying to to schedule shows saying you know and I bet in six months things will be great and it's like well great you've put a down payment on a not a down payment but you know you've you've given money to some venue that you're not going to get back and the venue whether they like it or not is oh well shit they closed and yeah. <laughs> you know, now you're you're completely SOL so you know we we're definitely not making money in this industry to begin with so I'm not about to just like throw it out at a venue and and hope for the best so that's why we're doing um for for everything that is butch versus gore or paris is burning specific any of our branded shows are tapings until until we feel comfortable otherwise. And, you know, it's it's me and Billy Dixon who are mm-hmm. making all those decisions there. We live, I'm in Chicago, he's in Virginia, we're in two very different places, and so we have to factor in a lot of considerations when it comes to travel and stuff. So, you know, we're keeping on it as best we can.
0: Do you feel, not pressured, but do you feel tied to the cinematic matches? Because clearly that's what you guys are doing. If you're not in front of a crowd, you're in are your de facto cinematic matches, right? And it's it's so difficult to imagine this working without the success of the the broken hearty saga what 5 6 years ago mm-hmm. and to me the, the the high watermark was last year's wrestlemania uh wyatt uh cena match slash film whatever the hell that was i don't that's to me twin Peaks season 3 like no one's coming close to that since then we've had a, a not a lot but a good amount and they're not really doing it for me now mm-hmm. We talked last time. They're doing it from you for you, but you're doing it as a promoter, creator perspective. How is the audience? How is your audience reacting to this? Or does it even matter because they never really got to see it live in the same way you would have liked to because of the pandemic? Does this make sense?
1: Yeah. So the very first Butch versus Gore show was at DC Brow on March seventh last year. So it was the
0: last event I went to. That
1: was. I mean, that was the. It was the. We we call it the like the wrestling show at the end of the world, you know, like everything crashed three days later. If we had scheduled the weekend after, then there there would have been no show, and then there ultimately would have been no promotion because we were born. And
0: one of the people, I think it was maybe in your headline match was wrestling the following weekend in Arizona or Florida, and yeah, it was in Arizona. And my friend was going because she was also visiting spring training, and she had tickets to the wrestling and to spring training and everything was canceled by the end of the week
1: yeah so we um I mean lucked out is a weird way to put it since the everything just was decimated and terrible afterwards but in terms of um going out listen we were, we were perfectly positioned right so we had a huge premiere for that first event we had a sold out crowd it was huge everybody was hype and everything closes down and we had to really think like, okay, well, we have all this o- momentum. We have to do something with it. Right. Cause um, that was the very first time we'd also done a live stream. So we knew that we had people tuning in from all over like that. That was the first time we trended nationally. And that's when I was like, okay, well shit, obviously people really, really want more of of this specifically. Right. Um, and so it, yeah, it's, it's absolutely been a year of just being like, so, one, like, who are we, who are we doing this for and how can we, as best we can try to give them the same kinds of feelings that they had last year. And when we premiered the Cassandra cup on Sunday night, I, I, I'm not even going to humble brag. I'll just brag. We had the highest ever numbers for a premiere on independent TV, our streaming service. That's um, great. Yeah, we trended nationally in the United States uh, at number seven at our at our peak. And it was just like fucking crazy, like thousands of tweets about this thing. Um, and that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Right. So I can't really say that the Cassandra Cup was cinematic match entirely because it was it was a tournament. So it was it happened in a wrestling venue, it happened in a wrestling ring. Um there wasn't the same kind of like outside the ring storytelling that that might happen elsewhere. But, you know, having that central theme of a tournament, people get really into that. So I think there are a Okay. You know what? Most other promotions, I'm not going to say there are others. Most other promotions just have no fucking clue how to build hype right now. And this is kind of a joke and it's kind of not, but Butch versus Gore, our biggest fans and the people that we value the most and the people we're doing this for are like, queer weirdos you know like people who might not even want to go out in public to a show in the first place right well, so, and that's
0: why i mentioned the other cinematic matches that have have been made because like the hardys are a known entity for at this point 25 30 years yeah. cena is 20 years why it's five to ten years did you hear me oh, there you go yep. these are super big names that are for the general wrestling fan yes. and what you guys are trying to do I think it's fair to bring in ballroom at this point is like yeah, the same crowd. I mean, it was called Paris is burning.
1: Yeah. Bumping, but yeah, <laughs> sorry.
0: sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, which is in no way a knock on Paris is burning. Uh, you, you're going for, to me, the Venn diagram is obvious, but I might, I might probably be in the minority that like, likes both of those things. You know what I mean?
1: That's, yeah. That's why we do two different things though. So, you know, Billy and I are both working on these projects, but we keep Paris is bumping and we keep butch versus gore as their own unique brands. Um, Paris is bumping is always going to be more ballroom forward. It's, it's going to be more multimedia. You're going to have matches, but you're also going to have otherwise like differently produced content in those shows. Right. With butch versus gore, it's, it's wrestling. It's always just going to (laughs) be straight wrestling, Um, gay, straight wrestling and having the, the, Separation between the two is kind of natural. I don't know. Um, I'm definitely more minded towards Butch versus Gore because that's it's. I'm just better at marketing that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, we want to, we're performing to people who are, have already been doing watch parties online and basing a lot of their social lives on the internet like way before any of this even started, right? Okay. So it's a very, very, very comfortable fit.
0: Do you think that... This is tangentially related to what you guys are doing. Do you think Lucha Underground would have been better if it premiered now? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, not, I, I'm not going to say better in terms of quality, but...
0: No, 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 no. In terms of success rate, like would it still be on the air? Would it have a, a longer burn rate if it started in
1: 2021? Yeah. I'm. I really love that kind of long form wrestling storytelling that isn't necessarily AEW or wwe i know you can watch all of it on on netflix by this point if it's if it's still up there yeah
0: but it's not the same huh it's not the same
1: no of course it's not the same but yeah i i I think that um people are people are home more people are on the internet more like if you can't if if you're marketing something and people aren't watching it then it's it's not good and lucha underground is good I think people would definitely be watching it for sure.
0: Are you watching the product? Are you watching WWE or AEW?
1: Very rarely. Um, I I am so deeply embedded in that world just because every time I log on, which I'm always online because that's just part of of this, I know exactly what's happening because everybody's talking about it. But um, I don't I don't really feel a need to to tune in unless there's there's somebody really specific that I'm looking for. I mean, a big part of this year for me to. When I was leading Primetime Pro Wrestling, we wanted to like prove ourselves to the indie wrestling mainstream, right? To like the, the biggest head honchos on the scene who are actually making money and, you know, were, we're having all the successes, indie promotions. And it always just felt like there was like something to prove. The, the spirit was so competitive. Um, I was an asshole constantly because people are assholes to each other when that kind of competitive mood is is so heightened and after we dissolved prime time and decided just to keep moving forward with butch versus gore i'm like no i want to i'm going to stay in my lane i'm going to perform and create content for this corner of of the wrestling universe that is so hungry for it and are so loyal and so excited and it means so much to them not just like oh this is a cool sport but it means so much to them emotionally in the same way that like it would mean to a kid right um after i just said like i'm going to divest from so much of the wrestling mainstream and only focus on the shit that i'm doing i of course i'm doing research in terms of if there's wrestlers that we're interested in bringing in or if there's storylines we w- want to continue my focus is on the people that we're bringing in and adding to the roster right but um i am too busy and sometimes too depressed (laughs) to like otherwise keep keep engaging in the product in the in the way that I was before and I am I'm a lot happier now our product is a lot more successful now since we're not trying to compete since we just said you know what we know who likes us and that's who we're doing this for um yeah it it rules it's great I'm really happy with how things have turned out after a really fucked up weird year.
0: Do you want to make this your full-time gig?
1: Ooh, okay. That I mean, like, I have so many odds and ends in terms of career potential things right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I am nanny and I teach. I don't know if I want to teach. I don't know if I want to nanny. I don't know if I want to do wrestling. I, uh, I'm i one of those, so. Okay. If a, if, the, if a great opportunity opened up its door to me, absolutely, but I don't want to work for the WWE and I don't want to work for AEW. I'm not going to Florida. But I mean, geez, if like Logo or hell like Lifetime, any smaller networks said, hey, this is really interesting, you're using wrestling to do very explicitly queer storytelling, then yeah, fuck yeah, I'd take this show on the road in a bigger way. But um, I, I, I don't know what the next year brings. Who knows?
0: Well, I want to talk about stuff that we, you don't want to talk about on Mike. So I'm going to wrap this up with a general uh, WrestleMania question. Are you planning to watch WrestleMania? It's in ten days. It's the granddaddy of them all. Like it or hate it, it
1: that's is a, yeah. the
0: center of the wrestling universe.
1: That's a capital M. Maybe <laughs> I'm sure I will, just because. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. But I watched I watched Mania last year, and of course it was on the closed set. And I know now. If, I, I just don't know if I can stomach like watching these people bust their asses for. And then like seeing a crowd shot of someone like pulling his mask under his nose. Right. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's just not for me right now. And um, I know that there is no such thing as ethical consumption when it comes to wrestling. It's a pretty fucked industry, but um, I don't know. I might be busy that day. Who knows? <laughs> I might be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might, I might do something else. That and day. that's
0: exactly why they made it two nights just for someone like you.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Vince. Vince was thinking of me when he did that. So shout out yeah. to him.
0: You, me, them, everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones if you want the rest of the catalog which features over 700 episodes you youmeetthemeverybody.com our Patreon page is on our About page it's all there follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at sign YMTE thanks for listening I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping friends and family I'll be keeping